Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Arise with Amber. Thank you all so much for coming back and joining me every single week. I, I can't begin this Arise without acknowledging the tragedy that happened in Tennessee. And I just keep thinking of the families and the community and the teachers and the students and everything that they are feeling in this moment. And I know so many are focusing on the actual event that happened at the school in my heart because I know what it's like to lose a child. My heart is thinking of them waking up the next day and opening up their eyes to the reality that their baby's gone, that this is, this is real, that they're not going to wake up from this nightmare. I remember that the morning after we lost Riv, you know, we didn't sleep much, but the very little sleep that we got, when I opened up my eyes, it was almost like, was it a bad dream? And then you realize it's not. And so um, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about policies. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. I just want to pray for these families because I know how it feels and um, it's going to be a long road, but I just want to pray for them right now, if y'all will join me. Well, Father, we need you. God, we need you to come now. We need you to surround these families, surround this community, surround our world with your strength, with your grace, with your hope, with your love. Remind us of your promises, God. Remind us that even through the pain, you are working And though we might not see it, God, that you are working in and through this and that we can trust you and that you are so close to the brokenhearted, God, and that you save those who are crushed in spirit, Lord. And there are many who are crushed right now. God, be close to them. Draw near to them. Silence the enemy in these times. Just wrap them up. Wrap them up, Lord. Be close, God. Come now, Jesus. We need you. Surround them with a community of people who will rally with them, who will pray with them, who will cry with them, who will, who will help them in their time of need, God, who will walk with them through this valley. But most of all, God, draw them to you. Just remind them of your goodness, even through this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Granger and I were just talking in bed the other night about evil and suffering and how now in our walk, how we've, we've grown and, and we've gotten so much closer to the Lord and, and we've read through the Bible and, and we believe completely in the sovereignty of God. So we can see God's hand in and through everything. It doesn't mean it hurts any less this side of heaven, but we can see and know that God is moving and that we can trust him and that he is good. But while we want to tell you know, people who are grieving or who are suffering, that there is light and there is hope. In those moments, in those, those first hours and days and weeks and even months of such deep pain, you just have to be there with them. You just have to show up. You just have to hold them. You just have to cry with them. You just have to pray with them because they're not ready right now to hear, God has this all under control. God has a plan. You can trust him. There is light, there is hope, there is joy. You know, we want to say all of those things because it's all true. But right in the beginning of deep suffering, 
you just need people. You just need people to rally around you, to, to carry you, to, to walk with you, to, to show up, to come bring you meals, to do your laundry, to take your kids for you, or just to sit in silence and just be with you through that pain. So we just have to acknowledge right now just the hurt and the sadness and the grief. Take it breath by breath. Take it heartbeat by heartbeat. And little by little, little by little, through time, through trust in the Lord, through leaning on Him, through surrendering to Him, through Him carrying you through, you will begin to see little glimmers of light, little glimmers of hope. And soon enough, that joy will return and that light will return. But right now, it just feels so dark. So much of this world just feels so dark right now. That's why I say, Lord Jesus, we need you now. We need Jesus to come now. And this week, we're, we're stepping into Holy Week. Today is Palm Sunday, and today marks the day that Jesus arrived into, Jeru- into Jerusalem on the donkey and the people were waving the palm leaves and shouting Hosanna in the highest and, and excited about him being there. And this is the day that Jesus chose to come into Jerusalem, to look those people in the eyes, to deliver himself up. He knew he was going to have to deliver himself up for you and for me. And he looked those people in the eyes and those are the same people who would end up just a couple days later shouting, crucify him. And he still came. He still came. This week he prepared his people. He, he still washed feet. And he still forgave. Lincoln had a dream after River passed. And he, he came to me one morning and he said that River was holding this big Hawaii leaf. And I've told this story before, but for anyone who's new, I knew what he was speaking of was a palm, a palm leaf or a palm branch. But I, want, I didn't want to put those words in his mouth, so I, I took him to the computer and I Googled um, different leaves and I had him point out which one it was. And sure enough, it was the palm branch, the palm leaf. And it's a symbol of victory and, and triumph and peace and eternal life. And I love that the thing that River was holding was that symbol of peace and triumph and eternal life. And it just reminds me that God is making all things new. He is making all things new and he is working and he has already secured eternity for those that love him and believe him and are called according to his purpose. And I want to encourage you guys to read all about Holy Week this week and uh, Passion Week, as some people call it, to learn about Jesus and to, to learn and see what he came to do for us and to know that though times look dark, Though we call it Good Friday, though it looked so dark, Sunday was coming. And to just remember that when times feel so dark and so hopeless, that there is hope and there is light and that Sunday is coming, that Jesus is coming and he is coming back. And though it did look dark, it was the worst thing that could happen to, any, to anyone. It was the worst thing that has ever happened to anyone our Messiah being nailed to the cross. As it says in Acts, it was predestined by the foreknowledge of God 
to save his people, to have a plan for this darkness. And in Acts uh, verse 23, it says, He was delivered up by God's set plan and foreknowledge, and you by the hands of the lawless put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, releasing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its clutches. Friday was dark, but Sunday was coming. And these days can seem so dark, but God had a plan, a, a, a predestined plan for Jesus to come and save us. And pain and suffering is imminent in this world, and it is rampant, and it is everywhere in this fallen world. But our Messiah is coming, and he is coming back for his bride, and soon there will be no more death, no more tears, no more crying, no more sickness, no more shooting and no more sin. But for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. For the joy that he knew was before him, he endured the cross. He had his eyes fixed on the Father. He had his eyes fixed on eternity, which is where we have to turn our eyes. Guys, we have to turn our eyes up. If we turn our eyes out to everything that's going on in the world, we're going to crumble. We're going to crumble and we have to stand firm on the firm foundation that we have and keep our eyes up and fixed on eternity. Even though Jesus had his eyes fixed on eternity, he stepped down from glory. He was fully man, so he felt everything. He suffered through it. He was still in agony and in his human nature, he still asked God to take it from him but he humbly submitted to God's will. And as Christians, we don't have to act like this doesn't hurt. We don't have to act like we don't want God to take it away because we do. And our prayers are powerful and we still have to pray, God, take this away. Step into these hearts, invade these people, transform them. Turn people toward you, God. Shine your light in the darkness. This hurts. Take it away. But we still say at the end, but not my will, your will be done. And we trust you, God. And we, we, we live our life with open hands, God, and we give it all to you because it's yours. But just give us strength through it. Be by our side through this suffering. Guide me through this valley. Guide me through this painful season, God, because I cannot do it alone. We can endure the pain. We can endure the suffering but we can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves. We have to have our eyes and our hearts fixed on Jesus. And we need people around us, and we need to be those people for others to comfort them as we were once comforted, to comfort them as God comforts us. So God, give us hearts to do that. Give us strength to do that. Open our eyes by your Spirit to show us how we can serve one another, be there for one another, encourage one another, and lead people to Christ. Granger and I spoke last night at an event for hospice and grief in Florida, and it was a wonderful event. And someone asked us, if you could do this all over again, knowing that you would lose your son, would you do it? And Granger and I both at the same time, it was a resounding yes. Because though the pain was so deep and though the grief is so hard, the joy that we had with our son, the joy that River brought us, the joy that... River brought our family, the memories that we made, the messes that we made, the things we got to explore, the hugs, the kisses. 
everything in those three years was so worth it. And I would do it a thousand times over again if I could have those, those times with him one more time. So it's like that Garth Brooks song, The Dance. I could have missed the pain, but I would have had to have missed the dance. As Christians, we believe in eternal life. But I think, I think so many of us forget and we, th- we feel like eternity is so far away. So we forget to live in the here and now and keep our eyes on eternity today. And Paul David Tripp says we have eternity amnesia. We tend to forget. We forget about eternity. We don't live with our eyes focused on Jesus today in every moment. So we, we get distracted by the things of life or the trials of life hurt us or something that somebody said on social media or we get upset, all upset over politics and, and we just take our eyes off of what is truly important. And that is sharing the gospel, bringing people to Jesus and keeping our eyes fixed on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. And we can't forget that we know how this story ends. We know, though, that there, though there is pain, there is suffering, there is death, there is sin, there is evil. We know who wins. And God wins. Jesus has won. Jesus has won. He has secured an inheritance for us, for those who repent and believe. And someday, we will be in glory with him. And this life is such a vapor. This life is so short. And I know through the pain and the suffering, it can feel so long, but it's so short in comparison to what we get to spend in glory and in joy with Jesus in eternity. So keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We need to live like we know that today and every day. We can't forget. We can't have eternity amnesia and and let fear and anxiety take over our lives. We have to stay rooted in truth. So we have to draw near and write his word on our hearts. And Psalm 119.76 says, May your unfailing love be my comfort. Psalm 73.26 is one of my favorites because it's so true. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. My heart and my flesh fail a lot. But I keep going back to the source. I keep drawing near to Jesus because he is my strength and he is my portion and he will be forever. Lamentations 3 speaks of pain and heartache all in the beginning. And in verse 21, it shifts and it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Are we waiting for him? Are we seeking him? Today is a brand new day. His mercies are new every morning. The Lord is drawing you to him. I say this all the time. If you are here, if you are watching Arise, if you are feeling pulled to read your Bible, if you are being pulled to go to church, if you want to know more about Christ, he is drawing you in. He is calling you to him. He is calling you to repentance and faith so that you can live a life of peace and hope and purpose and forgiveness and right relationship with your Lord. Even through the suffering, even through the suffering, especially through the suffering, 
when things get hard and when things don't make sense and when things feel like they hurt so much, I pray that you always go back to the cross and you always go back to the resurrection because in this, in the cross, in the resurrection, God is showing us that he has a plan. He has purpose through these dark times. God shows us that evil and darkness will not win and he shows us that there is light and there is joy to come. We just have to endure and run the race that is set before us and and he is making all things new. And not only does it show us all of that, it shows us that we can trust in his word. We can trust in what he says is true because he will do what he says because he's already done it and he's coming to complete it. He's coming back. So hold on to Revelation 21. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. I pray you guys have a wonderful week this week. Draw near to the feet of Jesus and read his word. Pray for revelation of his truth and be hopeful that Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming, guys. You are chosen. I appreciate all of you being here. And I just want to say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and every day. Thank you guys for watching. I love you. Pray for, pray for, pray for the world. Pray for the world. And people want to mock prayer and say thoughts and prayers don't mean anything. And you know what? If you just type it on a, on a chat or in a social media box, if you just say thoughts and prayers are with you, you're right. They don't mean anything. But when you get on your knees... When you get on your knees and cry out to God for people and lament for them and cry out to the Savior for real, begging him to come close, to come near, to save people, to heal them, to give them strength, to give them courage, he hears you. And those prayers are powerful. They are not meaningless. They matter. They matter for all of eternity. So get on your knees this week for our entire world and pray for God to change hearts, to bring them to him and pray for strength. That's all I got for you. Love you guys. I will talk to you next week. You can email me at arisewithamber at gmail.com. You can go to the website arisewithamber.com. There you can find like the dates that I'll be speaking certain places. You can request Granger or I to come speak. You can get merch there. Um, I have blog posts there. You can just kind of Go and search the whole site. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's Amber Emily Smith. I love hearing from you guys. If I haven't responded yet, just give me some time. I will respond to you. Thank you for sharing your hearts with me. Thank you for sharing your prayers. And, and I just appreciate our small little small group fellowship that we have. You're chosen. I say it all the time. I love you. I'll see you next week. Draw near to the feet of Jesus. When you abide in him, he abides in you. Have a great week. Bye.